0: You're listening to the Luca's Italy podcast with food, culture and history from the land of Tortelli and Torino. I'm Luca Marchiori and today I'll be answering your questions about Italian menus. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I thought I would spend it answering some frequently asked questions about Italian menus and it seems to me a good idea to do these kind of episodes regularly. So what I'm doing now is inviting you to send in your questions about any aspect of Italian food. It can be things that we've covered already, um, or it could be things that we haven't covered. And um, you can send these to me either through my blog, um, through Twitter, through my Facebook page, any method you like, and then I will answer them so I'm really looking forward to see what things you come up with. And who knows, some of your questions may even be um, enough to make whole episodes out of. And of course, if you send in your questions, I will read your name out uh, on the podcast when I answer them. So get thinking and get writing. So today's questions are an amalgam of questions that I've had over the years about Italian menu, how people eat in restaurants and how Italian people eat at home and I've put them together into generic questions, and now I'm going to answer them. So, the first question is, what exactly is the structure of an Italian menu? Well, this is a really interesting question because um, menus in Italy have a structure which is slightly different from menus in restaurants in other countries, and even different from the menus in Italian restaurants In different countries, because often the menu structure in an Italian restaurant, say in the United States or in Australia, has been adapted to the local circumstances. So they've been adapted to the structure of a local menu. But those of you who are familiar with Italy, who've been there on holiday, uh, will have seen the structure of the Italian menu. And sometimes I've seen it causing confusion. So basically, the menu is divided into four main sections. The first one is antipasti. Now, the word antipasto in Italian literally means before the meal. So I guess you could translate it as appetizer or starter. And it tends to be just that. It tends to be some kind of small plates, um, which you use um, as a sort of appetizer. They're not the kind of snacks that you get with, for example, an aperitivo. An aperitivo could come before an antipasto and would be nibbles, such as mini bruschette, mini pizza, that kind of thing. But the antipasto is more of a small plate. So the second section on an Italian menu is primi, which can be a little bit confusing because the word primo means first. But here you're going to find three different types of dishes. You're going to find pasta, you're going to find rice dishes, risotti, and you're going to find soups. Again, perhaps slightly confusingly, the Italian word minestra, which means soup, can be used also for um, risotti, and also for um, dishes of pasta in liquid, like tortellini in brodo, which are stuffed pasta served in a kind of consomme. So if um, the second section is called primi, then of course the third section is called secondi, where secondo means second. Now, secondi are going to be um, meat or fish usually served very simply, grilled or fried or occasionally they're elaborate dishes, but but not usually. Now, something to be aware of if you've never been to Italy is that um, secondi um, usually come on their own. If you order a fillet steak, you'll get a piece of fillet steak um, and nothing else, no vegetables or anything else. There is on the menu, there's going to be a subcategory of contorni and um contorni will be dishes of vegetables and even side salads and these are designed to be eaten with the uh, secondi but if you don't order them you don't get them so basically if you um order a piece of meat and you would like some vegetables with it you have to look on the menu choose the vegetables and order them directly in some big cities now in modern restaurants they have a fashion for um, for putting contorni, putting types of vegetables with the secondi, um, probably because they're used to foreign people um coming and getting surprised when <laughs> the meat doesn't come with anything else. Um, but certainly outside the big cities, it's, and even inside the big cities, it's quite rare. And you usually have to choose and ask for a contorno as well with your secondo. And then of course, the final section is dolci, which means sweets and obviously refers to desserts. And here you'll find all your Italian favourites like tiramisu, um, torta della nonna and even ice cream. It is relatively unusual for restaurants to have ice cream on the menu um, only because, as I said in last week's episode, there's this culture of the gelateria and there's this culture of going out for ice cream. And even sometimes people will not order a dolce in a restaurant because they'll say, let's go for a little walk and have an ice cream afterwards. So my second question is, do Italians really eat all four courses on a menu when they go out for dinner? Well, I guess this depends on what you've had for lunch and also on how hungry you're feeling, but also what kind of occasion it is. Normally, most times you're not going to eat all four things. Most people will go to a restaurant and they'll say, Oh, I'll have a, I'm just gonna have a primo. What about you? Oh, I'm just gonna have a secondo. Um, so it's quite likely that in the restaurant, people will order an antipasto and a primo, or an antipasto and a secondo. But as I say, on special occasions, um, particularly at lunchtime, if people are going out for a special dinner. Um, then they will have the antipasto, the primo, the secondo, and the dolce. And in fact, there are some restaurants, particularly in the countryside, which are famous for bringing you um, about sort of six different antipasti, six different um, primi, um, six different secondi, and then a dolce. And they just sort of put it all down on the table and you take what you want, almost like a tasting menu, but a a bit more rustic. So the next question is, do Italians eat cheese for dessert like the French and the British? Well, the short answer to this one is usually no. Um, cheese is something which, if it appears on an Italian menu in a restaurant, is going to be an antipasto. And people don't generally eat cheese after a meal like, um, like the question says they would do in France or in the UK. Um, in the UK, Um, cheese platters are often an alternative dessert for people who don't like sweet things. But one of the most common features of an Italian antipasto menu um, are what are called tagliere. Tagliere means a cutting board, and a tagliere is a wooden board which arrives laden with um, prosciutto, ham, salami, but also different types of cheese and often some kind of honey or something, or something sweet to eat with the cheese. So cheese is not really considered to be a dessert in Italy, it's considered to be an antipasto. So my next question is, what differences in the structure of a menu would you find as you move from northern Italy to southern Italy? Well, you're not really going to find a difference in structure at all, because the antipasto primo secondo and dolce structure is something which is found all over Italy. Um, but what you are going to find is that the dishes which are listed on the menu in those sections are going to be different. So, for example, in the far north, you're likely to find um, far fewer pasta dishes and more rice dishes. If you go to a um, a restaurant in the Veneto, the, the primi are going to mostly be risotti. Certainly in Milan, of course, the, the most famous primo there is a risotto alla Milanese, which is a kind of saffron risotto uh, associated with that city. Whereas if you go to Puglia or Calabria or Campania, where there is no real tradition of eating rice, they won't have risotti on the menu. They'll have pasta dishes. So also in Tuscany, for example, you're going to find a lot of bread dishes. Um, in the primo section. So you're going to find, for example, ribolita. Ribolita is a bread-based soup, uh, which has then been left for 24 hours and then reheated with cavolonero and olive oil. Ribolita means boiled twice. And this is a dish which is usually confined just to Tuscany, and you'll find it on the primo section on a Tuscan menu, but you wouldn't find it in Naples. So as I say, there's no real difference in structure on a menu as you move from north to south, but there'll be big differences on the dishes that you find listed in the different sections because, as we all know uh, from my podcast, Italian cooking is very, very, very regional. So my next question is, what do Italians drink with meals? Well, firstly and foremostly, they drink water. If you go into an Italian restaurant, um, one of the first questions you'll be asked when um, they come and bring the menus is, um, what kind of water would you like? And the answer is always still naturale or sparkling frizzante. because because almost all Italians will drink water with their meals. um, There's this natural assumption that you're going to want it. And um, and it's referring to bottled water, to mineral water, not to tap water. The concept of drinking tap water in a restaurant in Italy really just doesn't exist. I've never seen an Italian ask for it. I have seen foreign tourists get looked at a bit strangely when they insist on tap water in a restaurant like they do sometimes in other countries. Um because there's not the tradition of drinking tap water, you drink bottled water, and you're going to have to pay for it as well um It's something which uh an Italian would assume they're going to pay for it doesn't cost a huge amount of money um but it's it's seen as one of the things that you 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 really have to have for a meal now there is a difference from north to south in the aqua frizzante, in the sparkling mineral water that you get in the in the centre and south of Italy. There are many springs. Where there is naturally carbonated water. So in those areas, if you order sparkling mineral water, you're gonna get that. And this mineral water isn't very sparkling. Um, it's often called lievemente frizzante, which means lightly sparkling. And um, but it's because basically the, the 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 bubbles are natural and uh natural bubbles tend to be not very strong. Now, if you go to the north of Italy, there are many um water springs. In the north of Italy, but none of them are sparkling um, and so this is obviously a, a thing to do with the geography. so if you order sparkling mineral water in the north of Italy, it's going to be carbonated water where they've added the bubbles, and this tends to be much stronger, much more fizzy than the natural carbonated water that you get in the south so if you if you're sort of in Rome south in Italy then, and you like really, really fizzy water, then you're not going to get it, unfortunately, because really, really fizzy water is carbonated water. And as I say, you only find this in the north where the natural fizzy springs uh, don't exist. But you even find that the fizziness of certain brands uh, is different in the north and in the south. Um, So for example, one of my favourite brands of uh, mineral water, which comes in a blue bottle and is bottled from natural springs just outside Venice, where obviously the water is still. Their Frizzante version is carbonated and actually heavily carbonated. But if you buy the same brand in Rome or further south, um, you'll often find that the, water, the carbonated water is lightly carbonated because they've actually taken the water for their frizzante version from a local carbonated spring rather than using the water from Venice and um, adding uh, carbon dioxide. So Italians will also order wine with their meal. And if you're eating in a restaurant, wine is the, 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 the normal thing to drink. Beer, it's quite unusual to drink beer with food. Beer is something that an Italian will drink on a hot afternoon, um or as an aperitivo sometimes. Or uh I think as I've said in a previous podcast, with pizza, um, beer is often drunk with pizza and wine is not drunk with pizza. And every restaurant will have their vino della casa. In the countryside, this tends to be what we call vino sfuso. So um wine which comes in barrels, not in uh in bottles. And um so it'll be served at the table in a carafe. In cities, they tend to have a house wine, which is an inexpensive bottled wine um, that they've chosen as their house wine. So you can ask for vino della casa. It's usually quite good quality. Italians are quite discerning in these things, so it's not going to be something really horrible, but it will be very inexpensive. Um, Or you can order wine from the wine list, uh, in which case you'll know how much you're paying for it, but you'll be paying for bottled wine of a better quality. But I think I've said before, Italians aren't really big drinkers, and so one bottle of wine will do for at least six people. And um, and and sometimes people will have some wine to drink with their meal, but they won't really be drinking it. It's sort of almost like a uh, a tradition that you you have to have a glass of wine with your meal. Um, but uh, but I've seen people actually not drink the wine at all. And um, whereas I do have some friends who are big drinkers, and yes, they'll go through. Uh, um, a lot of wine, but it's really unusual. If you're in a group of four people, uh, it's really unusual to have more than one bottle of wine with your meal. And that's not to do with the price, that's to do with the culture of drinking in Italy. Now, at the end of the meal, most people will have a cafe which of course is an espresso, not a cappuccino, as we've uh, seen before as well. And this doesn't matter whether it's lunch or dinner, um, people will usually have a coffee after their meal. Your coffee, especially after an evening meal, is usually accompanied also by an amazza cafe, which means a coffee killer. Now, this is an alcohol shot, which is designed to uh, to kill the effect of the caffeine so that you can sleep And it's very usual for Italian people to have an Amatta cafe uh, with their coffee, especially in the evening. Again, exactly what it is will depend on where you are. Um, It's normally either grappa, which is Italian fire water. It's uh, basically the distilled musts of grapes after they've been made into wine. Uh, The must is like the skin and the things which are left um, when the grapes have been squeezed and filtered. And grappa comes in um, a bianco version, so which is clear, or a barricata. Barricata means um, aged in barrels. And uh, grappa barricata tends to be a yellowy colour because it's been aged in oak barrels and it's taken on some of the colour of the oak. Um, the other thing that you have is amaro. Amaro means bitter. And these are various liqueurs with a slightly bitter taste. Um uh, one of the most famous is called Amaro del Capo. And, um, they're not to everybody's taste. Then in some regions, particularly the regions where you get lemons like Amalfi, um, you'll get Limoncello. And again, in some areas, particularly in the countryside, you'll get uh, a lot of homemade liqueurs um, made out of things like licorice. So liquidizia is a a licorice liqueur, which is quite common in Tuscany. And again, in the city, you'll be asked if you want to have uh, an Amaro or um, uh, an Amata Cafe by the waiter. Whereas in smaller towns, but also often in the countryside, they'll just come and put bottles of it um, on the table. They won't even ask you. They'll just leave a bottle of it with a glass. And, um, in this case, often it's included in the, uh, the price of the meal. You won't be charged extra for it. Um, and technically if you wanted to drink the whole bottle, but obviously that's not the done thing. You have one glass and that's it. Um, two glasses at most, depending on the, uh, on the restaurant and, uh, and how, how familiar you are with the, the people there. So my last question is, is the structure of the Italian menu in a restaurant different from how Italians eat at home? Now, again, the answer depends on what kind of meal you're having. Um, If you're having a special meal where you've invited guests, then yes, you'll have the same structure. Um, For a dinner party, you'll normally serve an antipasto, a primo, a secondo, and a dolce. Sometimes people will bring ice cream as, as a dolce, um, so so often people don't plan a dolce um, if they're having a dinner party. It depends how formal this is. For a formal dinner party, you would, of course, prepare your own dolce. You wouldn't assume that your guests are going to bring anything. Now, for day-to-day eating, in some ways, yes, um, Italians do respect the structure, but they tend to split it throughout the whole day. So, for example, um, you'd have an antipasto and a primo at lunchtime. And then in the evening, you'll have a secondo and maybe a dolce. And Italians seem quite aware of the fact or believe uh, that it's better to eat most of your carbohydrates in the middle of the day to give your body a chance to work them off for the rest of the day. And um, so this is this tends to be why they have the primi at uh, lunchtime and not in the evening. And many Italians eating at home won't have an antipasto. So you'll have for lunch, you'll have a plate of pasta, and then in the evening you'll have a secondo, so some kind of meat or fish dish. At home, it's also quite um, usual to eat fruit for dessert. Um We said that Italians don't tend to eat cheese for dessert, but they do eat fruit. And, um, so yeah, so that's how they split it. As I said, many Italians tend to be quite health conscious and quite aware of how to eat healthily. And, um, people, uh, espouse obviously the, the benefits of the Mediterranean diet, but part of that Mediterranean diet is understanding how to eat. And, um, so a lot of the people in the Mediterranean that eat the Mediterranean diet are quite healthy because, um, of the kind of food they eat, but also because they know how to eat. So I've run out of questions for today. Um, I hope you found them informative. Um, So like I say, please, please, please send in any questions that you have, and I will occasionally have a special question and answer episode in which I answer your questions. So that's all we've got time for today. I'll be back, of course, next week with another slice of Italian food culture and history so all that remains is for me to say ciao